My name is Belinda Granger and I'm the professional liaison for Challenge Family. I'm also known throughout the triathlon world as being a bit of a mother hen to the pro athletes. Of course, given the current circumstances, I've been thinking about the athletes a lot lately. So we came up with the idea of Coffee Calls with Belinda, which basically gives me and you an opportunity to check in with them all and see how they're all going. So welcome to the official Challenge Family podcast. I think it's time for a coffee. Hey, and welcome back to Coffee Calls with Belinda. Um, I have got two of my absolute favorite pro triathletes, and I'm also very, very lucky to, to say they're also very, very good friends of mine. Uh, welcome to our little podcast, Rinnie and T.O. Thanks, VG. Good to be here. Always. Uh, now, listen, guys, you are uh, just to confirm you're at home right now in uh, Boulder, Colorado. That's correct? Yes, correct. Yep. And uh, that's where you're obviously going to stay for the next, uh, well, for the foreseeable, the foreseeable. future. <laughs> now, listen, obviously it, it differs country to country, the situation we're in right now. But uh, just for our viewers out there, uh, are, are your borders closed? Uh, so your, your domestic borders, are you able to travel state to state or you need to stay you are uh, right now. You are allowed to travel state to state. Um, I have heard some uh, murmurs that uh, out on the East Coast and some of the states surrounding New York, they're getting um, a little bit more antsy about that. Um, basically, if you're some of the states like Rhode Island, I've heard that if if you're driving across the border with the New York plate, you're going to get stopped and uh, have, have your temperature checked and things like that. So um, yeah, right now the country is is still open, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, we're questioning it every day now as, as things start to uh, worsen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're the same now. We've got our borders closed here at Queensland. Um, so obviously no one's allowed in or out unless they have a good reason for it. Um, is a little bit strange, but uh, I was always tell, I was telling lots of friends, sort of being up here in Noosa, and you know because obviously you've come to Noosa every summer, it's like being stuck in a bit of a bubble. You don't really know what's going on outside of uh, outside of the Noosa bubble. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like that here in Boulder too. Um, and especially, you know, where, where we live, where you're kind of just in your house doing your thing and um, it's hard to really know until you turn on the news and sometimes you can't really trust what's going on in the news either. So it's hard to really know the, the situation out um, in the rest of uh, the state and the country and the world. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky. Um, I'm sure Noose is probably similar, but uh, the cases aren't too bad in Boulder County right now. I think we're the tenth uh, in Colorado, like the right. tenth county. So right, um, right. Oh, that's yeah, good. I mean, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, locally, it stays under control here. Yeah, well, we've. Um, it, it's interesting that you say that because I always say to everyone, if I actually didn't have any social media or if I didn't watch the news, uh, living here in Noosa you wouldn't really know just how bad the situation was around the world. Obviously, we all of our cafes are only doing takeaway. Our restaurants are closed. Um, but really, you know, we're still allowed to swim at the beach. Um, we're still allowed to go outside and exercise. So, you know, triathletes are allowed to ride their bikes. But we did just bring a new rule in that it's uh, you're not allowed in groups bigger than two. So that's the new rule now in Australia that you can only drink, train with two people. Unless you are all from the same household, and then then it can be a little bit bigger. Right, right. Um, do you have that? Do you have those sorts of restrictions, or you can still go out and group train? Yeah, no, we're uh, we're limited to uh, the state of Colorado. I believe it's four people, and you're supposed okay. to still follow the um, social distancing distancing practices. So, um, yeah, Rinny and I really we just 
we keep it to just us. Um, yeah, we have yeah. we have a training partner in each other. So, exactly, and especially we, now yeah, that we've gone back to you know off season training, we're not doing anything of course. super hard. Yeah, yeah. So no, um, so you bring, can bringing out the the uh, mountain bikes and the gravel bikes and um, just oh, riding. Perfect. Yeah, ourselves. and the so ride, uh, the roads are quieter and uh, yeah, it hasn't that, been too that's bad. Been, that's been one good thing, I must admit. Yeah, very, very quiet roads. Uh, yep. Although I must admit the National Park right now is teeming with people because I think everyone's on a, <laughs> on a, fitness, a fitness bender now because that's all there is to do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of nice. Um, yeah, we see families walking with their kids um, out. Uh, we have a trail right at the front of our house um, and it's pretty nice to see you know, dads taking their sons or daughters out riding mountain bikes or uh, whole families yeah. walking um, together so absolutely i think it's no, a, we've actually noticed, really nice yeah we've noticed the same here it's pretty cool uh now obviously you have a pretty sweet setup at home too i have to admit for i'm sure many of our viewers have seen via instagram you've got a great little uh, gym downstairs you've got the endless pool out the back so you really um if it did get pretty bad or to the point where you couldn't leave you'd be pretty set wouldn't you <laughs> yeah we definitely have um the perfect setup for a professional triathlete yeah. or any triathlete, I want to say, or any person. Um, yeah, personal yeah. pool, the master spa, which is uh, obviously really good to be able to do some swimming and, and also just have, you know, a little Izzy. We have something for her to do yeah. and play, play and yeah, she loves the absolutely. water. So we take her out there uh, every day. And um, and then, yeah, our gym is pr- pretty much second to none. we got two... Yeah. We got the, we've got it all, <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're, we're we're so lucky. Uh, and yeah, the Masters Bar only turned up uh, this year. The end of January it arrived, so it was kind wow. of like perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, and we well, we laugh I, because uh, well, we hear stories that um you know a lot of a lot of married couples aren't used to really being in the house with each other that much. And um, this is true. So there's <laughs> maybe there's but some strain for, on some relationships of people not wanting to be around their partner as much, but. Uh, we're already used to it, so we, we've been fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree, actually. We've been, I think triathletes have been preparing for this for years, really. <laughs> oh, professional triathletes, yeah. that is. I mean, we're like, what's the difference? This is what we normally yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not much has changed. Now, now, Tio, the only room I think in your house that, that outdoes that out your gym is your wine room. Now, what I want to know is the lock on or the lock off at this particular oh, point in wow. time the, uh, i've been dying to ask it you it is <laughs> yep it is free for all we actually opened a uh, we opened a 2005 <laughs> carnival of love last night magnum. oh magnum. good on you i love <laughs> We're it like, you know what let's drink the magnums yeah <laughs> why not oh look i think um that's one thing i've been discussing with all of my friends i know luke and beth mckenzie um, the call comes through, the message comes through earlier and earlier every Friday. Uh, it was coming through around 5, 6 on a Friday afternoon. Is it 1 o'clock yet? And I think uh, the record the record was last Saturday. I think she sent it through to me at 2 p.m. and said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm cracking, it's 2 p.m., I'm starting. But it's, uh, it seems to be the way that we're all getting through. Tra- train during the day and then, and then have, a, have a little drink at, the ni- at night, as long as it's the good stuff, which obviously I, I can see you are drinking the good stuff so you know i think that's okay yeah we yeah we, we try it, actually in denver when denver had their uh, stay-at-home policy enacted there was um a huge rush on the liquor stores <laughs> and the dispensaries here in colorado 
So the mayor like immediately like said, no, no, they're like, they're staying open. Okay. They're, they're now, uh, essential. Essential. <laughs> essential. Well, as you can imagine in Australia, Dan Murphy's was always classified as an essential. My sister's works at Dan Murphy's and of course, and she's like, how are we an essential? She thought she'd get some time off, you see. Right, right. But they've, um, they normally on a Sunday would make around 35 grand in a day. They've been doing 110 thousand oh, wow. in a day. So that just shows you Aussies, Aussies know what their essentials are. It's, it's alcohol first, food second. <laughs> toilet paper first. Oh, to- sorry, yeah, toilet paper was first, I must admit. We yeah, we thanks, can always be proud that we started Australia. that. You guys started this. I had to buy toilet paper oh. on eBay. I had to buy toilet paper on eBay, BG. I saw your post the other day and you paid some exorbitant price yes. for it too. <laughs> it was oh, crazy. Well, Luckily, oh, well, I had my sister at least, buy uh, we, at least the yeah, money was true. going to help people. To a good place. Oh, yeah. look, when that first happened and I saw it on the news, I just thought that, that someone was just taking the mickey because I thought, not a chance, this can't be real. And then, you know, when we, Justin and I finally went to the shopping supermarkets and found the shelves empty day after day, it didn't matter what time we went. <laughs> so finally I said to my sister, because I know she gets up early, and that there's a Coles supermarket right next door to Dan's where she works, and she texted me and she said, I, I saw the oldies coming out at 7, 7.30 with toilet paper. So as soon as they were allowed in at 8, she ran across the road and she got me, got me a, an eight-pack. So we're set. <laughs> so we're now okay. whenever I go to Australia, BG, I love to see like the big attractions, like the big pineapple or the big banana. So what, what city is going <laughs> to create the big, the, the big, big toilet, toilet paper? paper. Oh, I tell you what, I reckon they'll, they'll probably put a bid in for it. It'll be very interesting to see who gets that. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I think it, it should be Queensland because we're not we're the, we're the biggest bogans. So that's the sort of we probably started it. <laughs> maybe maybe down close to Logan. What do you reckon, Rinny? <laughs> for the listeners out there, Rinny Rinny is from Logan. Um, it's a very beautiful place down in uh, near Brisbane, isn't it? Really it's, gorgeous it's place. Beautiful. <laughs> Bogan from Logan. Bogan from Logan, I love it, I love it. Now, obviously, I've wanted to talk to Tio with the recent announcement um, of Challenge Roth being cancelled for the very, very first time ever in the history um, of the race. Um, What were your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you knew it was a possibility. It was on the cards, uh, being in July. Um, But when the actual official announcement came through uh, from Felix, uh, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, that was that was actually the the first time during all this, like that, I was actually really dis- disappointed. You know that um, something that was a race I, you know, I was really really excited to do, um, but I was, uh, you know, really impressed with how with you know how Felix and his team handled it. Um, I thought their announcement was fantastic. Um, you know, they've always been a race that's about community. And supporting mm. uh, not only the the town that hosts it, but the people that come out to the race. Um, so you know his his policies with uh, refunds and thing like things like that was um, just really stand up, really the right thing to do. Um, and I haven't had a chance to to talk to the team yet, um, but you know I'd love to come back in twenty twenty one because. I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty big party. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I know I've, I've had a chance to speak to Felix and, um, of course, he's keen to get all those key, all the key athletes, pro athletes back that have signed on this year. So I have uh, absolutely no doubt that you'll be right at the front of that list. I know Jan Fredino's already uh, spoken to Felix and told him that he'll be back. So, yeah, I have a feeling that we'll have the, the same 
spectacular field for next year's races we had lined up for this year's race and yeah we'll just all be a little bit older (laughs) yes just one year older although i've been told i've been told Tio. obviously i I turned 50 at the end of this year and someone said that we're going to get rid of 2020 that it's we're going to pretend it never existed which i'm really happy about because that means i never actually turned 50 so um (laughs) That means you're not going to be a year older. I'm not going to be a year older. I won't be 40 either. I'll miss my 40. See? Oh, perfect. (laughs) All right. So I'm I'm going with that. I'm going to put a a, a a thing in to make sure that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Now, Rennie, you've obviously raced and won uh, Challenge Roth back in, when was it? 19? 19. That's not 19. 20. (laughs) God, what am I thinking? 29. No. No, 2014. 14. I thought it was 2015. 2014. Yep. Uh, see, that's a problem. It's. I saw a thing the other day on on Instagram. Someone saying, "What day is it? March ninety seven. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, it is March ninety seven. Ninety seventh day of March, because it feels like that's we we're, we're not ever going to be getting out of of the month of March this year. Right, right. Yeah. It yeah. seems to be lasting forever. Um, yeah. Now, Rennie, back. So you won it back in two thousand and fourteen. Uh, how did you find it? Obviously, I was there that year. Watched you and that spectacular win. Um, are you excited for Tim to finally experience it next year? Absolutely. I um, th- that was probably in the top f- four best moments of my triathlon career. Uh, racing Roth, um, winning that race, uh, getting to race against a-, a solid field as well that year. But just the atmosphere, um, the energy leading into the race, uh, the uh, finish line festivities um, immediately, you know, running around the stadium um, and then just all through the evening. They're, it's second to none, honestly. That is the benchmark for um, what triathlons can be and should be. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't gotten gone back to race, <laughs> uh, race there after that year. I was like, yeah, I'll definitely be back. And, you know, the years just pass and different things come up. But I'm so come glad up, that yeah, – of course that Tim um, is finally going to go and experience it. And, and maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring and come race it in 2021 yeah. as well. Um, well, the great thing is that you'll be there, you'll be there regardless and, and obviously having Izzy there as well. So that's, I just can't wait to see you all at the finish line together. It's yeah. going to be so cool. Yeah. 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 It, honestly, it's, it's just a, a magical experience. Um, yeah. um, none, none, I haven't had that same, I mean, you know, obviously you talk about racing in Kona and um, of course, and that sort of is a different excitement that finish line. But uh, I don't know. Is there's a different sort of um, lighter, happy uh, um, vibe around the whole event? Um, that's yeah. just so refreshing. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and it is. I always like, and it's never really changed. So ever since I went there back in, oh, now we're going back two thousand and four. Um, it's always kept that old school feel. It's just got bigger, but it's still kept that same old school triathlon feel about it. Um, just each and every year, it just get there's just more and more people, and it just gets that little bit bigger. But yeah, that finished stadium, something else. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, have to wait another year for him to another experience year. it. But um, but yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. It has to. Uh, now, for many of our listeners out there, they, obviously you guys split your time between where you are now, which is home in Boulder. Uh, Rennie, you've got family over here in Brisbane. So you've been coming and spending quite a bit of time during our summer up here in Noosa. Um, yep. Obviously, you do own a place, a property up here, but you've, you've been coming here for the last, well, how many years now? 
probably a decade actually. The first time yeah, I came to Yeah, it's been a long time. Well, yeah, that's I oh mean, gosh, that's right. Before you were married. Yeah. How this going back? That was the first time. Uh, well, Tim and I had just started dating then, actually. Um, right, okay. Met nine, and I stayed at your house in the summer of 10. Um, oh, obviously, I've been oh, going crazy. to Brisbane, but the first yeah, time I came to yeah. Noosa was um, like I stayed with you and Jazzy. And that's yeah, right. we've been coming back every year. Um, we just love it up there. We, we, the... well, did, did we, bar- we barred you one year because the year before T.O. bought the, the rain, rain and we said, well, you're, you're not coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you a year out, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I think we, but, I think we had to sit at the But BG, we all know that I discovered, really discovered Noosa before any for training. 2007. Uh, actually, far out, Tim, I have to agree. I'm sorry, Rinny. I actually, I did. Now, what year was that? I think it was 07 when I was out there 07. with the um, national team, the US. Um, That's right. The ITU national team. And I remember meeting you out on, on the Tuesday World Champs. That was the first time I ever yep. met you. And you would smash I, up I liked on a you lot of the uh, short course boys. That's right. <laughs> but you, uh, you actually spoke to me, whereas I think, who was with you that, was that Jared? Was it Jared that was uh, with you that day? Who no, was it? Or no? I don't remember. Probably Flash. Might have been Brian. Brian Flash. Oh, Brian. Yeah. Well, whoever it was, though, they didn't speak to me, but you did. And I remember, distinctly <laughs> remember thinking, I like this guy. He's a nice guy. But, geez, right. how old were you back then, Tio? Oh, geez, I must have been 20, 26. Baby! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was a youngin. Oh, you were a youngin. And that's when you had, you, you were just, you were purely concentrating on Olympic distance. Yep, I was, racing uh, back then. yep. I had a very, very, very illustrious ITU career, BG. <laughs> 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 hey, you're a bit hard on yourself. You weren't. You you did. You went okay. All I remember was it was it was Hamburg. I made the world champs team. I think it was in Hamburg. I think it was yep. 07. I think it was that year. And uh, I was in the pack, and uh, I hit like my shoulder hit a chain link fence, and oh, uh, I think they thought yep. I was going to crash the pack out. And everybody's like, "Oh no, freaking O'Donnell!" <laughs> <laughs> so it was a uh, well. So that was 2007. When did you do your first middle distance race then after that? Um, I did, yeah, I did uh, Boulder, the, 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 what is now Boulder 70.3. It used to be right. the 54.30 long yeah. course race. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That was the summer of 08. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it didn't take long for you to, to realize where your, uh, where your abilities lay. In the longer distance. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a, uh, what did I have? I had like a um, six or seven minute lead off the bike. <laughs> Simon, Simon Thompson. Uh, to Simon Thompson. I might have been even more than that. And he ran me down. He caught me 400 meters from the finish line. No And way. he ran like a 110 at altitude. <laughs> oh, of course he did. <laughs> and it was it's funny because I'm, yeah, Crow, yeah, exactly. Crow was cheering well, for Tomo. him. He's like, oh, he's dead. Go catch him. He's dead. <laughs> Good one, Crowey. Yeah, oh, well, of course, um, Tomo lives here in Noosa with us all, and um, we're, we see Tomo quite a bit now. Uh, obviously not in the sport, not racing or not really training in the sport of triathlon anymore. He does a lot of um, surf lifesaving, so a lot of ski paddling, but still super fit, and he was such a talented athlete. But his dad lives about four houses down in the same street as us, so I get That's to right, see yeah. Tomo Sr. and Tomo Jr. quite a, quite a lot these days. And so yeah. it seems like a lot of the a lot of the triathletes we know BG they kind of get into different stuff when they stop racing. Like I know they you're do. Into, uh, what F forty five, right? F forty five, love my F, and that's been the biggest killer because obviously all the gyms have had to close. So 
we've been doing a, a few F45 sessions, streaming them online through Zoom. Um, so that's been good, but it's just not the same. And I tell you, you know what it's like when an athlete doesn't get their fix. It's, yeah. uh, it's a killer. So I've been a, a little bit, a little bit of uh, pent up frustration starting to build in the in the Granger household. But um, I'm lucky that Justin does it too. So like you guys, when Justin's home when he's not uh, at work, uh, we can we can smash out a session in our backyard, which is good. So yeah, it makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, you're right. Most triathletes, I think, they find it very difficult to just stop and do nothing. I'm right. yet to meet. I'm actually yet to meet a triathlete that's like that. They they always find something. Um, to sink yeah. their teeth into. I always say now, though, guys, if I'm to be brutally honest, I do it to justify the, the wine at night. So if I don't train during the day, <laughs> then I'm not allowed my wine at night. <laughs> totally worth so it. That, that's why that's we're training right now, BG. That's why exactly. we're training right now. <laughs> oh, so obviously earlier this year, um, Beth McKenzie turned 40. Uh, so we all, well, a small group of us actually, went down to um, McLaren Vale, down to um, South Australia to watch the tour down under. Well, we used that as an excuse, let's be honest. Uh, we were mainly down there to visit the vineyards. <laughs> and we did happen to visit your favourite vineyard down there, uh, Molly Duca. Yes. And uh, it was just as amazing as it always is. And I was lucky enough that Luke um, and friends and co bought me a bottle of, uh, of Velvet Glove. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking have that um, I'm going to have no. to... No, I'm. I couldn't do that. I, that would be. I couldn't do it on my own. I feel <laughs> guilty. So I was thinking that next summer, when you guys make your way back over to Noosa, I'll have to get uh, Luke and Beth McKenzie and yourselves over for a, a barbecue at the Granges, and we have to crack that bottle of um, Velvet Glove. Yes. All right. Well, we'll, we'll tell Justin that he has to uh, keep an eye on you. Make sure you don't open it until then. I know. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah, this, this, if this crackdown goes for too much longer, I, I can't promise there'll be <laughs> anyone left in my cellar. Yeah. No promises. <laughs> Desperate times. Yes. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't promise. Under this, under this climate, I really shouldn't be promising things I might not be able to keep. Um, Promise I might not keep. But um, in all seriousness, no. Obviously, now you've had to change your mindset. You were at a a point in time where you were starting to really ramp it up for for the races for the coming season, and now it's had a complete change of mindset. Back into just uh, maintenance training. Has it been difficult or because, you know, you, everyone's in this together, has it been something that you've said, okay, well, this is how it is? No if buts, or maybes. I just have, we just have to stay calm and accept that this is the way it's going to be, maybe um, until 2021. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, initially everyone was kind of shell-shocked and, I, I you know, I'm not um, – I know a number of athletes really struggled, you know, emotionally and mentally – just to like get out the door for the first few days after we kind of started realizing that we wouldn't be racing anytime soon. And, um, you know, you have, you know, you go through December and January, especially when you've got some early season. I, I had um, St. George picked out the beginning of yeah. um, May and I'm in then. So, you know, you you do a bunch of hard training um, through Christmas time and you sacrifice fam- family time and um, yeah, yeah. all the rest of it. And it's only natural to be disappointed and, you know, through the whole scheme of things, yes, not me not being able to do a race and that race not being, not happening is not a big deal. Um, but still you allow yourself a couple of days to be upset about it because it was important to you. And I think, I think all athletes would have had that similar feeling. Um, I think Tim alluded to the fact that he only really got that feeling when he found out that Roth was going to be cancelled because that was his major focus 
early season focus and he was just excited for that race, um, even though he yeah. sort of started his season probably this weekend, yeah, this um, weekend in Texas. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Texas, of course, yes. It was, was yeah. yeah, our start of season race. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's only natural to be disappointed and have a few days of even like, you know, that disappointment, um, let it settle in, um, process it. And then, yeah, I mean, we've sort of felt like a couple of days later, we we're like, all right, well, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, bigger things are happening. Um, let's just, um, you know, take care of ourselves, our loved ones and, um, yeah. do what we can to help our community as well in these tough times. Yeah, no, totally agree, Winnie. I think the hardest things, things for humans in general, but particularly with athletes, because we're so, let's face it, most of us are obsessive compulsive. We're very set and structured in our routine. And I think if governments were able to say to us, okay, guys, we're in shutdown till this particular date or this particular month, I think we'd be able to cope with it a lot better because then we'd just say, okay, well, this is the way it's going to be till October. And once we hit October, we're back to normal. But because there's no set time I mean people have got ideas but you know I get athletes emailing me all the time Belinda is this race still going ahead Uh, okay Belinda I can see this race has been postponed till um, October is that race going to be going ahead and I can't give them an answer because nobody knows and I think that's probably the the most frustrating thing for athletes in general is that we cannot give them a definitive time of when we're going to recommence yeah that's definitely true having that um, timeline because we, you know, we, we plan our whole years around a timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah, races. that's right. yep. Exactly. You know, like exactly, oh. okay, on this date, you know, I need to be ready to race or um, whatever. But um, now it's just all completely unknown. It's all been thrown out the window. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's difficult, but uh, we're adjusting to the new, new norm. The and new norm. Kind of the new, no, the new, new. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, what was your opinion? What was your opinion when you heard about the Olympics? Obviously, that, that was a big deal. I think the Olympics is one of those events that you know comes around obviously every four years. And even if you're not a sports enthusiast, it's something that I think the whole world seems to watch and love. It's one of those events that brings the entire universe together. Uh, and when there was talk that it was going to be cancelled, I know myself, I just I could not deal with that. Um, so when the IOC finally said, okay, yep, we're, we're going to postpone till next year, I, it was a huge sigh of relief because I think the world needs that event to happen. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think it really, it, I think it opened up the eyes of a lot of people as to the scale and the gravity of what's happening right now. Mm, um, obviously this decision to cancel, uh, you know, something as iconic as the Olympics, um, you know, it's, it, it's going to take a lot. Right. So yeah, I think that absolutely. really opened up everybody's eyes and, um, you know, I think it made people understand that they need to get behind social distancing and, and doing everything we can to, to stop this now, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And Tia, one thing I really wanted to talk to, to you about also to Rini about is the PTO. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, there's still a lot of athletes out there that don't really know, exactly what it's all about but of course they really stepped up to the plate during this time and they've um they've helped a lot of professional athletes that otherwise wouldn't have received any help during this time and and a lot of our professional athletes as you know uh rely on prize money to 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 make a living i think a a lot of athletes out there age group athletes think that professional athletes 
get a lot of their money from sponsors. But in a perfect world, yes. But there are many athletes out there that are only getting a tiny bit of sponsorship money and they really are relying on racing and, and winning prize money in races to make a living. Um, and so, of course, when we're fronted with a situation like we are now and no prize money is coming in, it makes it extremely tough for a lot of our pro athletes. And obviously the PTO um, stepped up to the plate and is actually paying out our top 100 athletes. And so, firstly, what are, what are your what's your opinion on this? And um, I know you've, hev- hev- you've been heavily involved with the PTO since it started. Um, but yeah, fantastic initiative. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I'm actually the co-president with Rachel Joyce. Uh, and just to, if people aren't, aren't familiar, the PTO is, it's an athlete, professional athlete organization that's, you know, focused on highlighting the professional side of the sport, bringing new opportunities to the professionals and growing and celebrating the sport of triathlon as a whole. And, um, we're very fortunate to have the backing of Mike Moritz with the uh, Crankstart Investments. Um, and if anybody knows him, he's extremely successful um, mm. investor. And he loves triathlon. He loves professional racing. He wants to see it grow. So um, he's gotten behind us. And, you know, originally we had the Collins Cup, which was our um, international competition, pitting uh, Europe versus the U.S. versus the international team. And... Uh, unfortunately, that has been postponed as well. But, um, you know, recognizing how tough of a situation this is right now for most of the professionals, um, Mike and Charles Adamo, who's the chairman of the PTO, decided to pay out the end of the year world ranking bonus early. So they paid that out actually last week or started paying it out. And not only uh, did they pay it out, it's a $2 million end-of-the-year bonus off of your ranking. Uh, they added $500,000 to be contributed to the uh, athlete, athletes ranked from 21 to 100, uh, knowing that they might need a little extra support right now. And, Definitely. you know, the fact that there's someone out there, um, you know, paying out money right now, it's, it's, it's pretty important for the athletes. And, you know, we've um, had such a great response from so many of the athletes that have just yeah. emailed into the PTO and thank, you know, thanked us thank for, them for helping yep, yeah. get this together. So, um, we're still hopeful we can get another event off at the end of the year. So um, with, oh, I, I think we'll see. I really, I really hope it does happen. I know that I've spoken to, uh, there's a young Australian boy who's ranked 51st in the world, Steve McKenna, and he was just over the moon for the money that he received. Uh, someone like Levi Maxwell, also from Australia, who was ranked 98th. So he also qualified for that money. Yep. And I know it's going to make a huge difference for someone like himself as well. So these are the athletes, like you said, that do rely on prize money to make a living. And a lot of these young guys are just, um, you know, a lot of them are just starting to get ahead. And then right. this happened. So it's been a big hit um, for these young men and women. So, yeah, really amazing Amazing generosity from the PTO, and, and I think I think people would be surprised that um, you know even a lot of you know pretty well established athletes rely mostly on prize money or absolutely uh, sponsor yeah. dollars from uh, yep. just bonuses from from those races, right? Yes, so, exactly, um, exactly. I did, I, that's you've just made a great point that a lot of a lot of the sponsors, uh, the, the way a sponsorship is is set this way is you do rely on your bonus money from, from prize money, but from doing well in races. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
it's 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 a hard time, but uh, you know we can um, still be positive and see what how else we see can be of value right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so there, yeah, exactly, and um, hence why I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm in right. the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I'll, I'll use any excuse to talk to you guys. All right. You know, I, I think the last time. This time. Right. That's right. We're just recording. It's the same. That's what I said. I, I said to these. I said to these guys before I rang them. I said, "Don't, don't change anything. It's just like BG speaking to her good mates, uh, which it is." But um, uh, obviously, the last time that I got to speak to you guys, you invited us over for a delicious uh, barbecue. With uh, I think there were several bottles of wine consumed, but you know, we don't yeah, need pretty- to get technical here. That's probably standard for, for one of our meetings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I just said, you know, obviously I'm glad that this meeting's uh, taking place in the morning for me in Australia, so I, I am actually drinking coffee, uh, whereas <laughs> it was the other way around. It was, uh, I think, it's, what is it there, half past five, six uh, p.m. for you yeah, guys? Yeah, almost six p.m. Almost six, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's almost one o'clock for one you o'clock, then, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you find the need, feel the need that you need to, crack a bottle of red um i i certainly am not going to judge <laughs> <laughs> now um Rini, this is this is probably the, the the hardest question i'm going to ask you um and i wasn't going to but i thought why not because it's me and i always ask whatever i want yes. uh obviously izzy uh yep. is your only only little girl for now um yes. obviously there are plans for another maybe yeah, no, uh, we definitely want to have another baby. It's just a matter of timing and, yeah, now well, we actually... Exactly. This is what I'm thinking. Now that we're yeah. sort of delaying everything a year, it makes yeah. it a little bit tricky. So may... but... Yeah, well, you know, I, I actually I really <laughs> was excited to start racing um, this year. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, working with Julie Dibbins, a different coach, and, um, yeah, I've been really uh, feeling strong um, and I was just excited to to race. And so yeah. now not knowing if we are going to get to race this year, um, we are having conversations about, you know, whether maybe pushing forward um, the date of, you know, trying for a number two is um, yep. the smartest yep. decision um, for myself, our family and for our sponsors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, obviously absolutely. I want to, I want to be able to race and race for my sponsors as, as much as possible. Um, but if I can't race, then knowing I want to have a, uh, well, we want to have another baby, um, Kind of need to definitely take that that discussion a little more seriously. Um, seriously, right yeah. Now. So, um, yeah, we don't know what we're going to do yet. We're still kind of figuring it out and having those conversations. But conversations, um, yeah. yeah, we definitely want to have another baby. As he needs to have a younger sibling. Um, but who knows? Maybe it'll be won't be easy for us to have number two. So, um, you know, that's that to consider now as well. I'm 39 and Tim's turning 40 this year. So, um, yeah, we're not getting still any Still spring chickens. You're still spring chickens. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, you know, I actually <laughs> felt um, like I was cycling as well, better than I ever have um, in training yeah. anyway and, and swimming just as well as ever and, uh, and running quite well as well. So, um, yeah, I mean – it's it's tough uh, being a professional female athlete because I agree you, know, you do have yeah. to make those tough tough calls uh, for for family and um, yeah this is one of those Definitely. times where we have to sort of have those discussions think about, and yeah. think about yeah. the future for our family and not just racing. I have a feeling just in general the delivery rooms are going to be pretty busy nine months from now. <laughs> I I, have to, I think around the world you are absolutely right yeah. and you know yeah. you, you look at. You look at um, some of the countries where they're not actually not allowed out. Um, obviously, our neighbours 
are in New Zealand at the moment are in a proper lockdown. Um, they're still allowed out to go training once a day, I think, and you know, they, obviously they can go to shops, but they're in they're in a much uh, more much stricter lockdown than what we are. Um, we are still allowed out when we're told not to go out, but where we are allowed out, there's nothing, no fines against that. Whereas I think New Zealand for the next four weeks um, are in a, a fairly serious lockdown. I'm going to speak to Dylan McNeese later this week and see exactly what that means. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think uh, definitely there's going to be quite a few more babies in the world <laughs> in nine like months' time. My, my manager just said the other day, yeah, it's, it's babies and divorces. That's right. Yeah, either or. You're dead yeah. right. It's either going to work or it's not. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you either double down or you uh, fold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's it's funny because um, obviously Justin, my husband, he only works three days a week for a coffee roaster. And as I, as in Australia, coffee shops are still open or cafes in general are still open, but they can only do takeaway. Mm-hmm. And um, Justin's just so desperate to not for, for, to not close down. I'm like, are you desperate for it not to close down so you can keep working or because it gives you an excuse to get out of the house and away from me? <laughs> I haven't quite decided what, what his answer is going to be. A little bit of both, I think. Right. But, um, you know how it is. Oh, funny. Um, yeah, so obviously we don't know whether, what the future is going to hold for now, but um, obviously we do know that hopefully by 2021 things are going to be looking up and um, we can be back to normal. Um, yep. So, Tim... Next year, will you look to do the same, so just basically do the same race program as this year or you're going to have to change things a little bit? Because obviously it was great for you to, to have Roth on the on the agenda for this year because you'd already qualified, pre-qualified right, right. For, for Kona. Obviously you're going to have to do that again. We don't really know, depending on whether Kona even goes ahead this year or not. We're hoping, yes, it does. Um, but the plan is still similar. Uh, yeah, I think it will be. Um I mean, uh, I mean, I definitely want to do Roth. Um, so it's it's just a matter of making that you know a priority, making that work next year. And I think with the late start right now, I don't think doing another Ironman maybe at the end of the year after Kona, if Kona happens, um, is necessarily a bad thing. Just because no. you know the the load in, in in the body right now is not you know where it normally not is big. at. That's right. So, no, um, no. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, I definitely think there's room for me to do. Do hopefully do Kona something else and then Roth in July, twenty twenty one. Perfect, and and Tim, you've been you've been coached by Dibs now, Julie Dibbon, for quite some yep. time. Uh, Rinny, you've you've been coached by Julie before, or never? I know you no. said you, you've been coached by her again now, or this is your first time ever. Yeah, first time ever. She basically, um, uh, I swam with Julie last year because uh, Siri right, 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 right. Uh, wasn't doing any um, swimming in person anymore. So um, I joined the JD crew just for swimming, and so she ever saw my swim program. Um, but then, obviously, with Siri getting sick, um, sick yeah. this year, I moved across full-time and working with Julie. And um, Yeah, it's been it's been really enjoyable. I've been friends with Julie, but we were competitors for a long back time, in the day. Yeah. But we've been <laughs> yeah. good friends, so I think that, you know, Having that relationship um, and knowing uh, her, knowing me quite well, uh, I think that goes a long way in, in um, definitely just knowing the person. And I, you know, I trust her. Uh, I know she has she has a number of athletes now, probably at least twenty. But she is on top of it. <laughs> yeah, she um, yeah. doesn't miss a beat. Um, so it's it's been really um, enjoyable to work with her and um, 
it's a little bit, it's a definitely a different program than what I'm, I've been used to, but, um, sometimes the change is, um, is, uh, enjoyable too. Yeah. It's a good thing. Definitely. Uh, slightly different well, stimulus as well. So yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been really good. No, she seems like she's got a terrific crew. I know Laura Siddle's just recently moved over and is training yeah. with Julie now too, and is absolutely loving it. So, and yeah, I, uh, Julie has always been someone I've looked up to. I mean, she was an incredible athlete. She's a great person. Um, and it's been pretty cool watching her, you know, evolve and develop as, as one of our the best coaches in the world now as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she um, is just going to keep getting better and better. Um, she's, yeah. She's going to be one of those <laughs> one of those superstar coaches in the future. So it's exciting I, to watch I her. I totally agree. Totally agree. And obviously you still keep in contact with Siri. I mean, I'm, I've, I follow Siri and her progress and how she's going um, through social media and also through emails that we get. Um, and it looks like she's, she's doing okay. I mean, pretty scary time for her right now. Um, I know she's just come out of surgery from a transplant and obviously her immune system would be down. So not, not a great time. Yeah. Um, it's, um, she's with everything I mean, going on. The whole thing has been super scary. And yeah, with, um, yeah. the coronavirus going around now, um, she actually just, she was supposed to stay in an apartment right next to the hospital through to the 1st of June. But right. um, yeah. with the coronavirus, um, she just had her last, her first bone marrow test to see how things were progressing and they were going very well. Everything is on task, you know, to get her into remission. And so they've allowed her to go home. She actually just went home three days ago. Um, she still has to go Perfect. in a few times a week, maybe three or four times a week for blood work and um, and so forth. But um, she's over the moon um, yeah. to be home oh, with her yeah. animals and her yeah. horses. I can imagine. Surely um, that's got to be the best place for her to recover. Totally. And just an, away from, um, you know, other people in you know, the stairway, yes. you know, stairwells, just in her apartment that she was in, you know, she would have been exposed to more people being there than yep. she would at her ranch here in, in Boulder. So, um, yeah, I know she's, you know, I've been in pretty close contact with her, um, you know, via text and FaceTime and, um, yeah. she's as positive as ever, but, um, she even looks like a little stronger now. Like she just seems like she's Good. looking stronger, um, um, sounding stronger she always sounded the words were uh, of always of strength and a strong message but you know you can yep. see it you know you see it in someone's face when they're really hurting of course. And really struggling and, yeah. and she you know, when they've been through a lot yeah and yeah and but you know she's a one tough woman and um she's crushing this um uh this treatment and uh, seems to be on target to be in remission and um healthy in hopefully the next couple of months on a way yeah, yeah, look, I think the whole world, the whole triathlon world uh, has their fingers crossed for Siri. She's certainly one of the most beautiful souls on this planet. There's no doubt about that. And and just watching what her and Beck have done over the last few years with their with the horses, with their horse sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, they're just they're they're two incredible people. So yeah, we we need Siri around for a long, long time. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I, I could talk to you for a long, long time, as you know. Um, uh, I, I was just saying to you, I spoke to Cam Worth last last week and he had me stumped. He's the first person I've spoken to who actually spoke more than I, than I do and I couldn't get a word in edgewise, uh, which you could imagine for me was quite a shock. Uh, <laughs> but 
But um, I know it's getting close to dinner time for you guys over there, and I, I know probably I don't know if Izzy's had dinner yet or if she's uh, waiting there patiently for you guys to get off this uh, call. But um, <laughs> she's very yeah, she's waiting patiently. She's actually, a good girl, isn't she's she? She's running around the backyard actually right now. She was in a few minutes ago and she was, was telling her to be quiet and she, she, she kept putting her finger on her mouth saying, shh, shh. Oh, she, now, isn't that the craziest thing though with all these, I see all these young kids and I know this sounds ridiculous, even me with my two dogs and I look at them, you know, and they have no idea of what's going on in the world right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I just think, oh, I wish I was you. Yeah. Uh, because... And I can imagine with Izzy, she's just stoked because she doesn't see anything different. She's She's got mum and dad at home a little bit longer than normal right, yeah. because, you know, maybe they're not going out on their five- and six-hour bike rides right, as much yeah, these yeah. days. So yeah, she's we, like she's jackpot. Get spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yes. we definitely have a lot more energy and we're around more. So I think for her, this is this is great. Yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. And, and, you know, all the kids around the world, as you said, I, I went out for a run with the dogs this morning and I saw parents out riding with their kids. Um, I saw a, last night I saw a, one a, a mum playing soccer in the backyard with her little boy, and I just think these kids are just probably thinking this is the best thing on earth. Yeah. Why can't we have this happen every year? And, you know, with no clue of actually what's going on. And I just think, oh, I would, I would kill to be yeah. at that age right now. Yeah. And obviously, you know, when they're when they're our age, they're not even going to remember this time. So yeah. it's quite a weird, a weird situation. But you know, it's 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 a nice one. I have to admit, it. if there's one good thing we can take away from this shitty mess that we're in is that, yeah, parents and kids are just um, seem to be spending a lot more valuable and genuine time together. Yeah, yeah it's almost like a reset for everyone. It is. Yeah. I mean, even oh, the, the earth is getting a rest with, you know, with, with less airplanes in the air. Yeah. I feel like everyone's yep. just getting to take a deep breath. and just... It's been forced, you know. Everyone's yeah, been yeah. forced to just take a step back and just look at what we have. And, yeah, I, I would lie if I said I don't still don't get frustrated and there's sometimes where I just get up in the morning and I'm like, can't we just be back to normal already? But you're <laughs> right, exactly. You're, you're dead right and we do. We just need to appreciate. And you would say the same thing when you have a bad race. There's no such thing as a failed race as long as you can take one positive away. And I think that this situation is the same, exactly the same circumstance. As long as we can take one positive thing away, then it's not It's not a failed year or, or a disaster, so to speak. So I think we need to take that same attitude um, into life in general right now as we do into, into racing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you, my lovelies. You've been an absolute treat. Um, oh, thanks for having us, BG. Thank you. I can't wait to see you again. And I prom- I am going to promise you that that velvet glove is staying put in the wine fridge until you two get your butts back over here next summer. And if you yeah. happen to be in the US at the end of this year, you need to stop well, in a boulder. We've got two bottles t- of velvet gloves. I'm so. telling you, there is a, there's a high possibility because obviously with Challenge Daytona being in December, I am really hoping because I was in Challenge Daytona last year and I absolutely loved that race like no other. Um, so fingers crossed that at the very, very least we can um, we can get that in. And if that's the case, then I'm definitely going to stay a bit longer. So yeah, I might have to do a little, a little sneak up to Boulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, listen, thanks a lot, guys. Um, take care, stay safe. Big kisses to Izzy from uh, myself. Yes. And um, I'll speak to you again shortly. All right, thanks, thanks Bye. Ciao, bye. Thanks for listening to Coffee Calls with Belinda. I really hope you enjoyed listening. 
If you'd like to continue listening and stay updated on our latest podcasts, then please subscribe. It would also be great if you could rate our podcast and leave us a review. If you have any specific questions you'd like me to ask the athletes, then please send through to the following email address, podcast at challenge slash family.com. The making of these podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful help of our great partners, Powerbar, Otso, Zone 3, Lubos Billick at LB Training, Sport No Limit Group and Velosoc. But for now, thanks so much for listening and I'll be back soon for another coffee.